Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We have a special guest with us today that works in the same field as I do, self-care. Her body of work covers a lot of territory, but the one area that I was most interested in was intuition. And for this, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sue DeMay. Sue is a global impact visionary leader answering the call to heal the world. She is a best-selling author, an international speaker, an ordained minister, a divine leader of light leaders, a sacred guide, a gifted intuitive healer, a miracle weaver, and a global voice of hope and inspiration for the yes, our heart yes movement. Sue brings the gifts of insight, awareness, and self-empowerment to her global audience, creating a shift in consciousness from head to heart. Her mission is to ignite our hearts, to uplift humanity, and unify us in love for each other and our planet. How beautiful. Humanitarian at heart, Sue created the Heart-Led Living Foundation to extend love and healing energy, as well as emotional and financial support to empower women and girls in Kenya. Sue published her sixth book in January 2019 called The Evolution of the Ego, A Journey to Unwind Your Ego, Embrace Your Humanness, and Embody Your Divinity. Sue's previous book, Stand Up and out stands no hang on here stand up stand out stand strong a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan love it is proving to be the right book at the right time during our shifting times through a divine blend of transformational guidance unique perspectiveness and a radically honest approach sue fosters deep healing and a profound awakening she guides others to hear answer and trust the highest calling of their heart. Sue is passionate about illuminating the path for others as they discover, embrace, and embody their heart. Yes. I'm so excited to have Sue with us today, and welcome, Sue. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So let's get into this right away, and tell us a bit about your journey that transpired your life to where it is now. Yeah, it's a little loaded question, isn't it? It is. It <laughs> oh is. There's a lot there, obviously, but, you know, Cole's notes version. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because you can kind of follow my, if you follow my career, you kind of follow my life, my personal life, and my career always intermeshed very, it was always very connected. And, and for me, it's like my journey to come back home into my heart has been my greatest work personally and my, my, my greatest work professionally. So for me, it's been a real journey of like finding my way back in. And now that I have, and, and along the way, as I, I've kind of created this bridge and these tools to help others, it's, it's just kind of come back full circle. So the work I do is, is really for me and for everyone. And I love that I'm actually included in the equation now. I never, I, I wasn't before. So okay. that's important yes. as uh, healers, as professionals, as people that are out doing the work in the world, it's really important that we're included in that equation. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk today about intuition. 
And, you know, we had a previous conversation about this and you said it's one of your favorite areas to work with out of all the things you do. And you've got a lot of stuff going on and you do a lot of, you know, we talked about being that creative entrepreneur where you you have your hands in a whole bunch of things, which is very beautiful. And yours all weave together really, really beautifully. But the piece that I was really interested in was intuition. And I, I mean, I will admit that this is a little bit of a selfish piece because it's not an area that I dive into in my um, teachings of self-care myself. So for me, you know, this wanted, I wanted to be a little bit of education for me too, because <laughs> I do try and follow my intuition. But um, as we spoke the other day, I was, um, I had a lot going on that seemed to muddle that a little bit. So I'll let you take it from there if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, intuition is, is, is kind of a key component. We're born actually intuitive. We're born naturally intuitive. That's, that's our nature. And we're, we're programmed to actually think about things. We're programmed to analyze and get in our heads about things. So we're born naturally in touch with our heart. And we're programmed to get into our heads. So it actually, over the years, we, we forget how to plug into that natural internal GPS, our natural guidance system that, that's within each of us. And the more we get into our heads, the more further we get away from following that guidance or trusting that guidance. We're actually programmed to not trust it, which is so counterintuitive. It but is. that's just the nature of humanity right now. That's just the nature of our society right now, trying to, to pull, us out of the, pull, pull us out of the heart and into the head thinking that that's a better direction, but it actually takes us further and further away from the knowing in our heart. That's very, very true. And I find that for myself, you know, my background as a chartered professional accountant is very logical thinking sort of thing through everything I was trained to do. And, and, but when I look at the actual work that I do, even in that field, I I did so much on intuition. I was a leader and, you know, and I tried to instill some of that in the leaders that I was developing, but it's, I, you know, it's hard to put it to words because I was doing everything intuitively. I'd look at something and just know that it's wrong. And right. you know, I'd, I'd do a lot of file reviews and stuff. It's not like I had a formula that just says, oh, I know this is wrong because of this formula. I just looked at it and said, okay, something's not right. And, you know, you do get away from that. And it's, I, I don't realize how much I do follow my intuition. Um, but I'm not sure what's happening recently in my life because it's, it seems to be very muddled. And, um, I think it's just, we talked about it being fear and you might want to touch on that a little bit too. Where Yeah. The, the one thing that blocks our intuition the most is actually one, we're not tuning into it. We're not consciously kind of dropping into that space. So when we're in that flow, like you're talking about, when you're in that flow and you're in, in connected with that knowing, life is just moving along with kind of an ease and grace. There's a flow to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and the reason there's a flow is because there's no resistance between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. The mind and the heart are in sync. So it's easy. When the mind is not in sync with the heart, meaning the mind has a different agenda, or is afraid of what the answer might be, or what the direction is, or afraid to take the inspired action that the heart is leading you toward, then there's resistance. And the resistance is measured by the intensity of the resistance. So it can be a little bit of resistance, or a big amount of resistance. And that can <laughs> fear, procrastination, anything, anything like that. And the bigger the resistance, all that means is that the bigger the resistance is the bigger the gap between what the mind thinks and what your heart knows. The further away your mind is 
from the knowing in your heart, the more resistance you'll feel. Mm-hmm. So if, so you're afraid you- of, well, if you're afraid of what the answer is, if you're afraid of what the answer might or might not be from the heart, then you might actually be, you're probably blocking it. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of the greatest blockers. Yeah. And how do you, do you have a recommendation on trying to, you know, lessen that big gap that you have and bring it back? How do you get people on the other side of the fence? Yeah. The one thing you kind of have to kind of give the mind an understanding or give the mind something to do or something to focus on <laughs> to help kind of like calm it down. Cause it, when it's in fear, it tends to kind of run on a hamster wheel, right? Oh or yeah. Be put down into a wormhole. <laughs> so what I often say to my clients is like, why don't you declare to the universe, to God, to source, whoever you speak to, I talk to spirit in my heart and I say to spirit, I'm willing to hear the guidance. And this is the catch. This is important. This is for the mind. I'm willing to hear the guidance and I give myself permission to follow or not follow. Ah, and that's then, enough to trigger your mind, the it's logical opening your mind. Yeah. yeah. It's like the mind is like, okay, I'll listen. I'll, I'll hear what the heart has to say, but then I'm going to make my own choice. Okay. And, and then it's making the choice from a different perspective then, right? Well, it's just the opening in the mind. That's it. It's it, we're not really giving the mind a choice. <laughs> we're yeah. giving it the illusion of a choice. I do. I did that with my son when he was a toddler. I'm like, you can have a shower or a bath. I don't want either. I'm like, you can have a shower or a bath. Fine, I'll have a bath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, right? so yeah. simple. <laughs> it's the illusion of choice for the mind, right? So when we give it the illusion of choice, it, it opens up and you're able to hear. Once you're able to hear the guidance, once you get the guidance and get the message. Then you make a conscious choice from that heart space to follow the fear and say no or follow the fear and and not follow the guidance. That's totally okay. You can still make choices out of fear. Powerful lessons in doing that. Powerful lessons in not following the guidance. But the heart will always redirect. It's like a a GPS on your vehicle. If if it says turn right and you go left, it'll go redirecting. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard that lots on my GPS. (laughs) Recalculated, recalculated. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Um, The heart does the same thing. That's interesting. Yeah, and it does. It it Mm -hmm. always tries to pull you back to where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And that's, I guess, where you end up seeing a lot of friction in people's lives too, because you see a lot of that where, you know, people, and I mean, people live a lot of out of fear too, right? And you know, they they're their heart is wanting to go one way, but their logical brain says, no, you have to be doing this because society is telling you that you need to be doing this sort of thing. Right. And you know, that some of the work I'm doing with people is to try and get them to be okay with, you know, allowing that new path that they want to take. And, but there is a lot of fear involved in that. And it's, it's diminishing that fear that you have to work through. Well, it's, it's acknowledging the fear and accepting the fear. It's just yes, part of our programming, right? We've been programmed to fear. Yeah, We're programmed absolutely. to make choices out of fear, but it's our conscious choice each time to either face the fear, you know, head on and take the inspired action anyway, or just create some space for the fear. Just feel it. It's just an energy. It it's is. just an energy. It's just an emotion. Like create some space for it. You don't have to be afraid of fear because fearing fear actually expands it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When we can accept it, it's just, I'm feeling afraid and it's okay. Then it actually softens it. And we're able to, to take inspired action, even in spite of the fear. And when, there's a quote that I love, something like, 
Um, true courage is not the absence of fear. True courage is taking action in spite of the presence of fear. Absolutely. And when I was learning to do speaking a, a few years back, um, you know, I, you obviously have to deal with fear a lot. And, you know, my thing was that you just kind of bring it along with you and say, okay, you're here with me, but you just hang out right there. I'm doing my thing right now, but you just stay over there for the moment. And, you know, I, I hear that. Yeah, I see you. It's okay. <laughs> And just knowing that it's okay to be in that fear, but you're going to take this path anyways. And just, yeah, just not be, don't let it consume you basically. Yeah. The way I often look at it is we have two teachers in our mind. We have the teacher of fear, which is ego. And then we have the teacher of spirit, teacher of love, which is spirit. I always see spirit kind of down in my heart space, but I hear spirit in my mind. I hear the voice. I hear the the guidance, the words, the directions, like the, the GPS, you know, recalculating. So I hear that all the time. And, and it's in that moment where we're making a choice to follow the fear, let it, let it, you know, consume us or let us drag it down, let, let us drag, you know, let it drag us down or we choose love. And sometimes choosing love is, is saying, saying, like you said, I'm like, I see you. It's okay that you're here. And I'm making a conscious choice for love right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the um, oh, Course in Miracles talks about that. You either make it a choice out of fear or a choice out of love, right? Yeah. And that is, that's so beautiful. Thank you for that little piece on intuition. Um, I actually, I'm looking at the notes here and I would love to know a little bit more about your book, about ego, because that's a topic that's coming up a lot in today's world. And yeah. we, you know, we live in such an ego-centered world right now. And, we need, and I feel that shift and I see it happening. And if you'd like to speak on that a little bit, because it's a really interesting area and it's really important for today's world. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool book. It kind of channeled through me. I wasn't expecting to write a book. It just kind of came flying out me. Shortly after I came from Machu Picchu, I landed in Turks and Caicos. And the two combinations of those places, I just had this book fly out of me. And it's an, an accumulation of all the, the studying I've done around the ego for more than a decade working with my clients and working with members and working with my own ego. And what I've noticed is that there's this evolution that happens with the ego. And the more we get wise to it, the more we shine light on its antics and its hidden agendas. And the more we see how it's actually embedding fear in our life, the more clever it gets. It's a shapeshifter. It, it morphs, it changes, it, it changes its role and, and it pretends to be, it disguises itself as love even. Like it goes to extremes to, to make sure that it survives. And its real agenda, the ego's real agenda is to keep us safe and protected. But what happens is it kind of goes to this extreme opposite place of, of supporting us and protecting us to like, you know, keeping us terrified yeah. and or you know, hijacking our spirituality or hijacking our best intentions. So I've come kind of come full circle and found these, these, these stages of evolution and then these different ego personas that come into our lives that when we can identify them, we can actually start to unwind the, the hold that fear has in our mind. And the more we do that, the more we can open the mind, allowing us to not let fear animate our personality but to choose love as it animates our personality here on earth. So that's the ability for us to then embrace our humanness, but then also embody our divinity, knowing that 
we have a big role. Each of us have an essential role to play in this world, whether it looks big or small, it's an essential role in the healing of the whole. So as we unwind our own mind and kind of clear how fear is embedded within us and change our programming, then we can actually empower others as well. Wow. Love it. Love it. I'm going to have to pick that book up and add it to my collection. I have, I mean, I have, I always said my last podcast I recorded, I said, I think I have a little bit of an issue with books because, and I don't like living or using audio audible or, um, uh, Kindle and things like that. I need to have the book in my hand. I need to feel it, right? And I think there's a certain amount of energy that comes through that. Absolutely. But my house is not equipped for the books that I like to have. (laughs) And if you go to move, it's, you know, if you talk to a mover, it's like, yeah, I don't have a lot of furniture, but I have a lot of books. (laughs) I just love books. Um, I'd love, before we get into our last little question answer period piece, I'd love to know a little bit more about your Heart Led Living Foundation. Because that's something that's really, um, really important piece of my own um, belief system and, and all that I do and give and things like that. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. So the foundation came in after my first trip to Africa. I felt it for a long time that there would be some kind of foundation. But after my first trip to Africa, it came in and it was really clear. And I got really clear as well that the donations and the extension, everything needed to come from love. So it's more of a, a hand up versus a handout. It's more given in, in a guided way. So we're trusting our intuition and the extension, where it's meant to go, how it's meant to be used. And that, that ensures that the extension that we're putting out into the world is love and not guilt, obligation, and fear. Because we don't want to add to that energy. There's already enough of that in the world. So the Heartland Living Foundation is just, a, it's another opportunity to, yeah, to give back and to to provide support for those in need, but also to empower them when we're actually giving from a place of love. It empowers them to make a choice for love. And it's, it's kind of a win-win in that situation. Yes, I love it. And I'm totally with you on that, you know, giving a hand up versus a hand out sort of thing. And it's about supporting these people in the best possible place, you know, like from like, like coming from love, like you said, it's, you know, very different as opposed to just throwing money at somebody. It's empowering them. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, yeah, a whole different perspective on it. I love it. I love it. So thank you for all that juicy information today. I have pages of notes as, as we were talking, I took notes for my own personal self here too. It's great. Um, I always like to do a little bit of question piece on allowing the podcast uh, listeners to learn a little bit more about you. And it's not totally personal stuff, but it is to a certain degree. Um, And some of the stuff will be put up in the show notes. so People can find out a little bit more about you and where to find you and stuff. So are you okay if we start into that little piece now? Yes, definitely. Perfect. Um, Actually, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you if there's one really important message you wanted to leave with the listeners today before we jump into that. I just, the words are just, just trust your heart. Like just drop into that space, trust your intuition and ask from there. Don't ask from your head. Just get out of your head and into your heart. Sounds easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's always simple. It's, but, um, but it's an essential part of my day. I do this with every moment of my day. If, if I'm in flow, I don't ask. But the moment I feel like there's maybe a bump, like, oh, am I to go that way or this way? I pause and I, I actually check in. My heart guides me in every moment. It does. So it does. Start, start with one moment and then the next and then the next. 
I live in my head a lot and I'm by nature a very analytical person. But for me, I find if I go to my, I call it my yoga mat, but it's a little meditation area that I have in my house. And if I just try and sit quietly and sort of ground myself, then I can usually get into that space a little bit better. But I find it, you know, when I'm in the flow of my day of being in that um, headspace all the time, it's, it's, I find it a little bit harder to come back into the heart. So the way you can do that, just to give you a quick tool, is, yeah. is even just placing your hand on your heart or, and remembering how, okay, how do I feel when I'm on my mat? Yeah. And then boom, you'll kind of drop in because your body, your, your energy all remembers that experience. It does. Yeah. It yeah. Come back to that. So that's a good, that's a good cue for you. It's just like, how do I feel on my mat? I invite yeah. that in now, now in this now, moment. Yeah. Not yeah. tomorrow morning when I get back to the mat. <laughs> exactly. Because then you're bringing your practice off the mat. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Mm. That was perfect. So let's dive into this insight round of questions here and have, I tried to make it a little bit of fun, but I, you know, it gets a little bit serious sometimes. <laughs> it's meant to be fun. <laughs> so, and all the work I've always done is around mindset with my coaching and those things that I do, the courses, all that. So what was the one mindset that was holding you back? You know, you think about the beginning because you've come, your journey has been beautiful, long. I mean, you've obviously learned a lot, but there was, I'd imagine you didn't start there either, right? So. No, my, my childhood was quite challenging and painful because as an intuitive healer, I pick up on a lot of stuff from other people. So unfortunately, the mindset I grew up with was more uh, around like not being good enough, self-punishing and I thought I was being cursed. So there was a lot of uh, heaviness around that. So yeah, my childhood was really challenging. So the contrast of the light I'm living in now and the darkness I had then is actually my most powerful lesson. Oh, absolutely. Wow. I, I think about that with um, my daughter in particular, because she is hugely intuitive. And you know the wisdom that comes out of her is phenomenal. And I try and do my very best not to squish that. Um, when I get into my headspace and, you know, running life sort of thing, right? And um, let her flow with all those things that come to her naturally. But it's, you know, it, it is a, and society, you know, not so much now, but you do see it now. But like, you know, when you think back to when you were younger, that was, there wasn't a lot of that. You, oh, yeah. That I could have shared what I was getting. Yeah. Was yeah. Getting Where like now that. there's a big enough community of people around the world that, you'd find your space to be okay in sort of thing, right? Yeah, even finding something on, on YouTube saying, oh, okay, you're not, you're, not, you're not the only one, you know? Yeah, you're not, your mother's you know, not thinking you're crazy or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when you're, you know, years ago, that was, you know, uh, like you said, it was a darker side, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Something you had to keep hidden. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's beautiful. Um, thank you. I'm glad you've made it to that journey and the world has you with us today at the level that you're at because we need it. Thank you. So name one person that changed your life for the better. And not, a peop- not everyone can choose one person, but whatever works for you. Well, the first one that jumps out is my grandmother. So she was basically the one brightest light and example of unconditional love. And it was just like, without her influence, I can't imagine, like, I don't think I'd actually be alive today, to be honest. I probably would have got lost in the dark and stayed in the dark. Yeah. Her her light really called me forth and provided just such a 
a foundation of love that, that I had never experienced before. Wow. That's beautiful. I wonder if she could see a lot of that intuitive side of you inside of you at the time. I believe was, she's uh, and was okay with it all. Right. Yeah. And, I believe she's a healer as well. She just, yeah, they said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. And so what is the best advice anyone's ever given to you? Hmm. The, I don't know. I don't, well, actually the one thing that's coming in is like, I don't have to believe everything that I think. Ah, and I was like, it was at the time where I was anorexic and I was living in my head. I disconnected from my body completely. I hated my body. I hated me. And someone said to me, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to believe everything you think. And I was like, what? Seriously? (laughs) Like, what? Oh, the lights come on. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh my god, it was just so freeing. I'm just like, wow, I don't have to believe every thought that comes into my head. It's not all true. And I I love it. It was like in an instant, it just like big light bulb moment. I love it. I love it. So now we're going to get into a little bit of self-care. And that's what you're all about, what I'm all about. So what is one, some people call it self-care, some people call it self-love. Label it however you like. What's one practice that you practice regularly? Well, right now I have different things that come in at different times, depending on where I'm at and what's happening. So I I. I call it, there's some non-negotiables that come in yeah. and there are practices that come in that I'm like, I, it's like I have, I'm meant to do these every single day. So right now I have three non-negotiables and that's meditation and yoga and chicken broth first thing in the morning. Or broth. Oh, really? Eh? Like a mm-hmm. traditional bone broth sort of thing or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bone broth. Love it. So healthy for you. Mm-hmm. So, nour- so nourishing, especially in our winter months. Yeah, it just sets my day up. It sets everything up just like as a like it's a beautiful foundation for my body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Absolutely. All taking care of those three things. Yeah. Absolutely it is. And it does. It covers all of those areas. Absolutely. So do you have a favorite quote? You've said a few in the show today, but is there anything you'd like to this one will I'll post up on the uh, show notes for you. The the first quote that's jumping in my head is by Les Brown. My she, he was my speaking coach for a long time. He's a motivational speaker. The first time I saw him speak, he had said, "Take the leap." Sometimes we need to take the leap and grow our wings on the way down. Oh, how, oh! I got goosebumps all over me for that. <laughs> take grow and take the leap and grow your wings on the way down. So that's how I've. Really embraced I love a lot it. of the work. I love it. That is that's really powerful. Really powerful. Because a lot of people wait until everything is perfect in their life before they try and make a leap. And usually it's too late by then. You know, usually you just well, have to go with yeah, it. Sometimes. You, yeah. Usually like the timing, the divine timing is usually a little bit before we're actually fully ready. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's absolutely. the stretch, right? Yeah, totally. I love it. So, you know, of course, because I love books, I have to ask everybody what they're reading. And what would that be for you? I have uh, about four books on the go right now. (laughs) But the one that I have with me here in Turks and Caicos is called The End of the The End of Your World by Adi Ashanti. Ah, beautiful. It's the end of your world. Is that what it is? I believe it is the end of your world. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's about, it, it talks a lot about the process of awakening and, and, and the kind of things that happen in the process of awakening. He talks about the ego and the evolution as well. So it's, it's a new book. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. So last, second last question. So to, what is one thing that you're most passionate about? And I know you cover a lot of territory out there, but is there one thing, it doesn't have to be your body of work either. Well, I, the one thing I'd love to do, like love, love to do is snorkel. Oh. And I'm, I'm here in Turks and Caicos right now. So I spend part of the winters here and we, there's a reef right near our place. So I just swim out to the oh, reef and wow. there's this big, massive turtle. So every, you know, whenever it's calm, I go out and I, I just, I, I love being in nature and I love saying hello to nature and I love when nature says hello to me so the other day I was swimming around I was snorkeling around all of a sudden I look up and he's like he's right there in front of me we had this moment we're just staring at each other it's the first time we saw each other in a couple months because I just got back down here and we just had this beautiful moment of like like connection and that for me like that's an experience of oneness it reminds me of our oneness and and I love nature for that wow that is so I love when nature so cool yeah Mm. Love it. That is beautiful. I love it. So our last question for today is where our listeners can find you. Yeah. So my website is the best place to land because everything is there and you can kind of find me on social media from there. So heartledliving.com is the website, heartledliving.com. And everything you need is, is there for me. Perfect. That is great. And I'll put that in the show notes for everybody. So they actually can, uh, there'll be a link in there for that. Great. And yeah, I thank you so much for joining us today, Sue. This has been such a a deep, amazing conversation for me personally, and I'm sure it will be for our listeners too. And yeah, so thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to everybody next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.